Our scripture reading this morning comes from Psalm 46, verses 1 through 11. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace to you. I want to say again some of what I shared last Sunday before the sermon. I know many of our community were out of town enjoying July 4th, and this might be your first time back worshiping online with us. So I want to be sure these words are shared. I have been praying for you for months for this church and community, and I'm grateful to be here with you now. I want to thank Chad Breeden and our Staff Parish Relations team for their gifts to me and to Pastor Jeff Harrison last Sunday, marking that which we are called to do as pastors, ministries of word, sacrament, leadership, and service. To mark the service of word, we were given a Bible, a very nice leather Bible. To mark the sacrament, we were given no less than King's Hawaiian bread and water from the River Jordan. To mark the sacraments that we will share together. To mark leadership, we were given tickets to the Global Leadership Summit coming in August. It will be our first to attend, and I'm looking forward to it. And to mark service. We were given shirts for Go for Bo. I cannot wait to be part of our ministry with persons in Sierra Leone. I cannot wait to share in our ministry together now and in the future and see what God has in store for all of us. And I know I said this last week, but I think it's important to say it again. And I'm grateful to have the privilege of building on the ministry of such incredible pastors as Rob Lau and Mark Miller and all those who have had the privilege of serving this congregation. I have great respect for them, for your relationships with them, and for the impact they have in your lives. I'm also humbled to be able to work alongside your incredible staff, and Pastor Monica Reynolds and Pastor Jeff Harrison together, we will be a strong team in ministry with all of you in this community and beyond. And if you're new to Ebenezer, know that Pastor Jeff and I are new as well, and we can grow together. 
And if you have been part of Ebenezer for some time, you are already blessed because you already know how special this church is. And I realize my voice and face are not familiar yet. It is hard when ministers change. And I understand that. It's always hard. But it's one reason that Pastor Jeff, Pastor Monica, and I put this sermon series together that we began last Sunday, entitled Faith Through Change, to mark changes in our lives, to mark the changes we have as a church and the challenges we face together, so that we can read Scripture together and see what God has to tell us about how faith may be an anchor for us in the midst of all our changes. I'm grateful to be with you, and God has put us together at this time in this place that we may be church for one another and for this community. We have a gospel to live out, so let us do it side by side. Would you pray with me? May the words of my mouth the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O Lord. For you are our rock, our redeemer, our savior, our shepherd, our refuge. Amen and amen. Anchors in life and faith matter. When my husband and I took our first vacation after we got married, we decided one afternoon at the resort where we were staying to rent a very small boat, get a ham and pineapple pizza and a couple of water bottles and head out. Our plan was to find a quiet stretch of beach and have a picnic. We went across the channel and brought the little boat up on shore. It was a pretty day. So we decided not to use the anchor, but instead pulled the boat up on shore as far as we could with our own hands. We got out beach towels, opened up the pizza box, and about halfway through that ham and pineapple, the boat was floating away. I jumped up, the boat, the boat, and we both ran out into the waves and went as far as we could and pulled the boat safely, finally back up on shore as far as we could. (laughs) This time we thought, hey, anchors in life and faith matter. Why not use it? So we put the anchor in the dry sand up on the shore and went back to our pizza However, when the last slice of the ham and pineapple were gone, the boat once again was headed out to sea. The boat, the boat, I cried. And we jumped up. The situation was more dire. The wind had picked up. The waves had grown higher. The anchor had come loose. Water was splashing into the hull. The boat was beginning to sink. We ran into the waves, caught the boat, and doubled our efforts, somehow holding on to the boat with one hand 
and using the now empty pizza box to bail water out of the hall. (laughs) Our picnic was over, but the pizza was good. We decided to take that boat back. Though the problem was not with the boat, it was with the two of us and what we did or didn't do with that anchor. Anchors in life and faith matter. Psalm 46 tells us that. The psalm describes for us the one in whom we can anchor when the waters come and have that anchor hold without fail. Verse 1 tells us God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Trouble. What kind of trouble? The Hebrew word there has a wide meaning, adversity, affliction, anguish, misery, distress. Everything from a setback to trauma. Trouble takes different shapes. From a disappointing grade or losing a ball game to losing a boat on a sandy shore. Or the multiple losses that have come from COVID, perhaps. Isolation, quarantine, strained jobs, strained marriages, finances. As the virus has rewritten our norms and shifted them perhaps in some what may be permanent ways. It has been a strange season. Trouble can also take the shape of divorce, abuse, tragedy. Trouble can be losing a job, a home, someone we love, losing a pastor we love, that too. The psalmist goes even further with his words and describes trouble as worst-case scenarios. He writes, what if the waters of the earth roar? What if the mountains shake and trouble Mountains in that ancient worldview had basically two jobs, one to hold up the sky and two to hold down the water. If the mountains shook, the world was caving in from top to bottom. The writer then goes on to describe not the worst in the natural order, but the worst in human order. Nations in uproar, kingdoms and governments tottering faltering, trouble is summed up in those things in life that deeply shake us and undo us from without and from within. And they come. On what then can we depend when that on which we thought we could depend fails The writer of Psalm 46 tells us God, the one who made us, the one who loves us more than we know, the one who is unfailingly steady. God is our refuge and strength. Nothing else is quite like it. Anchors in life and faith matter. God is our refuge, the I can't live without it one. In what do you put your anchor? 
the God about whom we read in Psalm 46 has been my anchor my whole life. Sometimes I mess up where I drop my anchor, but I always return to God. I shared a little last Sunday about my childhood in Southern Virginia sharing that my sister and I would climb trees and run through the woods and play with animals. That all changed when I was 13. Trouble, like the psalmist describes, came, and we were undone. My family had an automobile accident on the way home from church. My my sister and I were injured, but we survived. My mother did not, and she died there in front of us. I didn't know what to do with that. The mountains had shaken from top to bottom. They had fallen into the heart of the sea. The earth had changed. The kingdoms tottered and fell. Trouble, as the psalmist says, had come. And I don't remember if it was in that strange first evening or in those strange days that followed when God led my fingers to Psalm 46 as I sat on my bed. I searched frantically in my heart and in my room and in my Bible for a refuge and an anchor. My hands were grasping for something on which to hold. Psalm 46 was the gift that God gave me, and I read it, and then I read it over and over again, and over and over again. Anchors in life and faith matter, and that night I had found one, one that wasn't moving when everything else was, God is my refuge and strength, I read in Psalm 46. A very present help in trouble, and I believed it. I would read Psalm 46 in the morning. I would read Psalm 46 at night. I would read it in the afternoon. I would put my hands on the pages and press them down and wish that I could read Braille and feel it in my skin. I asked God to write those words in my bones and in my heart. And that is what happened in reading after reading and shaky prayer after shaky prayer. Interesting, I think, that finding refuge in God does not take us out of the pain or out of the trouble, but gives us a refuge within it. And were I to tell you over a cup of coffee the myriad of ways God showed up during that strange time, we would be drinking coffee all day. And were I to tell you about the myriad of ways the church and family and friends showed up, our coffee drinking would go long into the night. 
And were I to tell you about a professor in college who made sacred space for me to fall apart again years later in grief so that God could heal me in a new way, our coffee drinking would last days longer. I'm grateful for that. My understanding of God at the time of the accident and years later was not big enough to hold faith and suffering in the same set of hands. I didn't know what to do with that. Theodicy makes the shallow pillars fall. I learned that there was more to God than I had thought. And God was far deeper than I had known. And I learned that I could throw my anchor down as far as it could possibly go. And it would hold. I still turn to Psalm 46. Those pages are well worn in my Bible. I turn there when the mountains start to get shaky again. Each time I have changed churches, each time I have relocated when September 11th happened, when people I love die, when the headlines overwhelm, each time I have had surgery through my husband's struggle with cancer. And when I worked as a hospital chaplain at Mary Washington, I would read it in the employee parking garage before driving home when the trauma and grief of the day was shaking the mountains yet once more. Life has its share of shaking mountains, does it not? What do we do with them? Often we do what my husband and I did, anchoring in what ourselves at first Human nature thinking we can handle life on our own, pulling our own boats to shore with our own hands. We don't need help. We've got this. When the waters come and waves pick up like trouble, our souls recognize we need more, crying, the boat, the boat. As we feel ourselves heading out to sea. And when that doesn't work, anchoring in ourselves, we try anchoring in what? Something less than God. Like my husband and I, that day we put the anchor in loose sand. What in the world were we thinking? It's like when we look for security in something less than God to bear the weight of real life and nothing else cuts it. Like possessions or money or titles or some trapping of success. I don't know. You fill in the blank. We find it may hold for a bit. But when the waves pick up and the wind blows, the hold gives way and our souls cry out for more. The boat, the boat. And we have to bail. Needing something deeper. So we grasp and reach and search for something that will hold. In what do you put your anchor? In what, in whom do you, do we find refuge? Verse 10 tells us what will hold without fail. It's a verse you may know well. Be still and know 
that I am God. I have those words around my home and my office and tend to think of them as meditative. Be still. But the Hebrew there is emphatic. It means something more like cease and desist. Stop. Stop wearing out your shoes. Stop what you were doing and know, says the psalmist, in your body deeply that God is God and we are not. And nothing else will hold. It's interesting and frustrating, right? God is not a refuge from the world, from trouble, but a refuge in it. Not protection from trouble, but presence beside us in it. It is the relationship that is the refuge. I want to say that again. It is the relationship with God that is the refuge. No matter where we are, no matter the trouble, no matter the change on the horizon. And that refuge in God is solid, my brothers and sisters. When trouble comes, when there's water in the hull, when change overwhelms, that refuge is steady in the midst of it. Anchors in life and faith matter. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen.